Welcome to Sprinkles in Your Day with your host Monique. Let's enjoy the day together with some inspiration, hope, joy, and love coming your way. Wherever you are, just push play, sit back, relax, grab a water, smoothie, coffee, or tea. And because this is a place where we inspire you to reach for your dreams and your goals while adding some sprinkles along the way. And let's face it. Who doesn't love sprinkles on their ice cream, donuts, or cupcakes? It just makes everything taste better. So without further ado, let's jump in. Reaching for your dreams. The rule of five. Pablo Casals started playing cello at the age of 12 and became known around the world at the best in his field at 85 years old and he still got up every morning and practiced five hours a day when he was asked by a reporter why he put in so much effort at his age Pablo smiled and said I think I'm getting better as you think about your most important goals and dreams there will be strategic actions to take place those action steps that you should always take each and every day to move you closer to them these steps are unique to your vision and must be incorporated into your daily routine when practiced over time they will set you apart from others around you these steps are deliberate and intentional these steps improve your performance your confidence and your results John Maxwell calls it the rule five which describes a series of five activities you practice every day that become fundamental to your success. Maxwell is adamant that his rule of five has been paramount to his success. So you know our future is hidden in our daily routine. So we can take some time to think about what your five are and then what action steps can you incorporate in your daily routine to catapult you into a successful future think of the possibilities think of what you can accomplish with the right disciplines and daily routine you then write them down and remember that God has so much planned for each and every one of us you know just to stay where we are he wants us to keep on growing and keep on dreaming bigger and listen never stop investing in yourself never stop growing and successful people are simply those with successful routines and you are successful you are a success okay God's Word lets us know Jesus Christ is the same yesterday today and forevermore continue to look up and believe in yourself and your dreams I believe in you and God does too Please make sure to subscribe or follow and leave me a rating, review, or both. And you can DM me any questions, comments, or suggestions, or if you would like to be a guest on the show. Okay, so when you do that, when you leave a rating, review, when you subscribe, follow, it helps other people to get to find the podcast as well. Okay, so 
All this information I will leave in the show notes, my email address, as well as all my social media outlets. And please be sure to also share this podcast with a friend, family member, neighbor, or hater, anyone who you think will be blessed by it, okay? And I just want to truly say thank you so much for each and every one of you that are tuned in all around the world each time that that we come on. It truly makes my day, you know, it just brings me great joy to know that people are out there listening, okay, so I truly appreciate each and every one of you, and, you know, continue to just be uplifted and blessed in your soul, okay, it means so much to me, thank you so much, you all are winners, are champions, dreamers, achievers, go-getters, all right, so... Please, thank you so much and subscribe, follow. All right, let's go. Here is today's Bible reading. Joseph and his brothers taken from Genesis chapter 37 and as well as Genesis 39 through 47. Isaac's son Jacob was a wealthy man who lived with his family in Canaan. He had 12 sons whom he loved dearly but Joseph was the son he loved the most. One day Jacob gave Joseph a beautiful coat to wear. The other sons were so jealous, they wanted to hurt their own brother. Could you believe that? I mean, before they just say, wow, that is a beautiful coat that father gave you. I mean, gave him compliments and, you know, love on him and stuff. But no, instead... They became so angry, so angry, that they even said, let's kill him. That's what one of the brothers said. We could just tell father that a wild animal has eaten him. So on top of that, they made up a big, huge, fat lie to tell the father. Saying, then they saying, why don't we just throw him down a pit? said another brother wow poor Joseph didn't even do anything to his brothers and they just have this hate towards their own brother so as they were talking together some merchants was passing by and then the brothers decided to sell Joseph to the merchants as a slave Then they smeared his beautiful new coat with goat's blood and took it to their father. And when Jacob had saw the blood-soaked coat, he thought that his beloved Joseph was dead all along. That's what he had thought all along. And so he was grieving for his son, not knowing that he was really alive. And so the merchants journeyed to Egypt where they sold Joseph to Potiphar. Potiphar, the captain of the king's guard. Joseph worked 
very hard and was soon put in charge of the other servants. But Potiphar's wife didn't like him. And she had told her husband that Joseph had been rude to her. Like he he tried to like make a pass at her. Just she totally made up this big huge lie to her husband because Joseph was determined to stay focused on what God had called him to do, what he was supposed to do, his responsibilities. And he was just determined to stay focused and not let anything and anyone get him off track. No no woman, no whoever, whatever. He was focused, totally focused. And waiting on the Lord too. And so the wife had became just so angry because, you know, she see that Joseph did not give in to her what she thought she was expecting from him and she told this big huge lie to her husband and so the husband of course you know believed his wife and became so angry and had Joseph thrown into prison and so in prison Joseph had found that he was clever at explaining people's dreams to them you know since that was one of the gifts inside of him that God had gave him to interpret dreams and news of Joseph's talent had spread far and wide even reaching the king's ears so he sent for Joseph and asked him to help him understand a dream which had been worrying him it was about seven plump cows who came out of the river of the Nile and ate the grass followed by seven thin cows who ate the plump ones hmm so your dream means that Egypt will have good harvests for seven years after which there will be seven years of bad harvests Joseph told the king and so you must be very careful or many of your people will go hungry and so the king really had looked into it and was so pleased with what Joseph had said. And so you know what? He had put Joseph in charge of all of the food supplies in Egypt. And so Joseph cleverly had stored away a lot of corn during the first seven years when the crops were good. So that everyone would have enough to eat during the next seven years when the crops were bad. And so meanwhile, in Canaan, Jacob and his family were growing short of food. Jacob had told his sons to go to Egypt to buy corn there, but he didn't want them to take his youngest son, Benjamin, with them. And so the man they had to buy food from in Egypt was actually their brother Joseph. Although Joseph knew who they were, his brothers didn't even recognize him. Joseph noticed that Benjamin, whom he missed the most, was not with them. And so he said, I will sell you food, Joseph had said to them very sternly. I will sell you food, but only if you return home and come back with your brother Benjamin.
And so when the brothers had returned home, they told their father that they must return to Egypt with Benjamin. And so Jacob became so terrified. He sure did not want the youngest son to go anywhere with with them on this long, long, long journey. But they said, we must return with him, father, said the brothers, or we will starve to death unless we can buy some corn and so Jacob had no choice and he finally agreed to let Benjamin go with them and so Joseph was so overjoyed when they had reached back and to see Benjamin his younger brother but he wanted to know if his brothers had changed before he had told them who he was and so after he'd sold them the food they wanted he secretly hid his silver drinking cup in the sack of corn that Benjamin was carrying and so when the missing cup was discovered by Joseph's soldiers Joseph ordered Benjamin to stay in Egypt and work as a slave and so when the brothers heard this they got down on their knees please please sir they begged it would kill our father if we don't take our youngest brother back with us spare him just take one of us instead when Joseph had heard these desperate pleas he realized just how much his brothers had changed do not worry he smiled I would never make a brother of mine unhappy. Do you not recognize me? I am Joseph, your brother. His brothers could not even believe what they heard. They stood up and gave Joseph a big hug with tears in their eyes. Because they they thought that they would never ever see him again. Joseph also was crying as well. And they were like, our long lost brother, we thought we'd never see you again. How can you ever forgive us for what we had done to you all those years? And but Joseph did find it within his heart to forgive because God, because of God, he had God, he had Jesus on the inside of him, that he was able to forgive and told them to bring Jacob to Egypt go ahead and get father and you'll all come and live here and we'll live happily ever after as one big family and they were all so excited and they all went to get the father and went back to Egypt and they all lived together Moses in the bull rushes taken from Exodus chapter 1 and 2 and so many years after Joseph died a new king came to power in Egypt he hated the Hebrews and made them work as slaves doing all the dirtiest and hardest jobs that the Egyptians didn't want to do the king made them work very long hours and they were whipped and beaten if they tried to rest as there were more and more Hebrews born in Egypt 
every year the king became afraid that they would one day turn against their Egyptian masters and take over the whole country so he ordered his soldiers to kill every Hebrew boy as soon as he was born and one clever Hebrew mother had managed to hide her baby until he was three months old after that he was getting too big to hide so she had to think of another way to protect him and so his mother had named him Moses and she took him down to the water's edge of the great river Nile and set him afloat in a small basket made of reeds and so she was sad to see him float away because this was her one and only son you know she took a real leap of faith she took a risk she really did to save her son but not knowing God certainly had some amazing big plans up ahead you know her daughter Miriam had followed the little basket as the basket floated away down the Nile River some distance down the river an Egyptian princess was bathing in its clear waters and she noticed the basket as it bobbed its way towards her and when she looked inside she was surprised to see that it was a small baby you know this must be a poor Hebrew child she said to one of her handmaidens the princess felt so sorry for the little baby that she decided to keep him Miriam had been hiding in the bulrushes and she had an idea. She boldly approached the princess. So also Miriam, Moses' sister, took a big leap of faith as well. And she said to she said, Your Highness, she said, I know a very caring Hebrew woman who could nurse this baby for you. And so the princess had said, Yeah, sure, that'd be great bring her to me and so Miriam, Moses sister ran off so quick and returned with her mother who secretly secretly delighted to see her baby son again and so she agreed that she would nurse Moses until he was older and then he would be taken to live with the princess at the palace now look at God just take a look at our God God made it so, God made it possible that baby Moses was back in his mother's arms one more time again. Come on, isn't that awesome? Isn't that amazing of our God? That, you know, the mother did not even know. She, she, she didn't know when she was going to see her son again. She just took the sleep of faith because she just had to do she was in no no choice she had to do that because what was happening but God is so faithful he is so faithful and he will always come through for us glory be to God and so a few years later Moses went and lived with the princess and she cared for him as if it was her own son and from that day on 
Moses was treated as an Egyptian prince. When he became a young man, it made him angry to see his people treated as slaves, and he wondered how long he could keep his anger hidden. He never forgot that. Deep down inside, he was still a Hebrew. The burning bush, taken from Exodus 2 through 4. And one day Moses' anger was put to the test when he saw an Egyptian slave just, just savagely whipping a Hebrew slave. And so he couldn't contain his feelings any longer and attacked the Egyptian, killing him where he stood. And when the king of Egypt heard what Moses had done, he tried to have Moses killed. Fortunately, Moses managed to escape into the desert before the king's soldiers found him. And so he lived in the desert for many years, but never forgot the Hebrew slaves in Egypt who were still suffering. So one day, while he was tending sheep, Moses saw a bush that seemed to be on fire. When he got closer, he saw that the flames were leaping from the bush, but strangely, the bush was not being burned. Then he heard God's voice speaking to him. You must go back to Egypt and ask the king to release the Hebrew slaves, said God, and then you will lead the Hebrews to a land where they will have plenty of food and water. The Plagues of Egypt, taken from Exodus chapter 7 through 12. And so Moses returned to Egypt and asked the king to set all the Hebrew free. But again, wicked Pharaoh, cold-hearted, bitter, just stubborn king, had refused. He just refused. He kept saying, no, no, he's not setting them free. He's not letting them go. An unhappy Moses had asked God for his help in order to change the king's mind. And God promised he would cause strange and terrible things to happen in Egypt. So first, the river had turned red so no one could drink the water. Then, frogs came from the river and invaded the Egyptian houses. And then... Swarms of terrible flies did the same, and Moses asked the king again if he would set these slaves free. Again, the king refused, saying no. Hmm. Then you know what? All the animals began to die one by one, and also terrible, terrible sores had broke out all over the Egyptians' bodies. But the king still would not set the Hebrews free. And then there were violent storms that ruined the crops. And then there were armies of locusts that ate the few crops that were left. But the king still would not set the slaves free. Could you believe that? After all of that that took place, he still was so stubborn and stuck in his ways and then 
one night, every eldest child of every single family had died. However, God told Moses that if the Hebrews killed a lamb and put a little of its blood on the door frames, then roasted and ate the lamb with bread and herbs, death would pass over them. And from that day on, this feast was known as the Passover, and it celebrates the time when death had passed over the Hebrew houses in Egypt. The parting of the Red Sea, taken from Exodus chapter 14. After the deaths of the Egyptian children, the king had no choice. He had no choice now but to let the slaves go free. And so Moses gathered all the Hebrews together and led them out of Egypt. But the king became angry again and ordered his soldiers to follow and kill every one of them. And so when Moses had heard the soldiers behind him, he realized that there was no escape. The Red Sea lay straight ahead of them, and Moses had lifted his staff and commanded the sea to part, allowing the Hebrews to walk away safely. And when the last Hebrew reached the other side, the sea had rushed back, drowning all the Egyptian shoulders. That's right, it drowned each and every one of them. And that was the end of them. Moses in the desert, taken from Exodus chapter 15 through 17. So after many weeks of walking through the barren desert, the Hebrews were tired and hungry. We were better off in Egypt, they said. At least we had food and water there. Moses were, he was very worried, but God spoke to him and comforted him. And tell the people that I will give them meat every evening and bread every morning all right except on the seventh day which will be my day of rest that day will be called the sabbath and so that evening a huge flock of birds surrounded the tents where they slept and there were so many birds that they were easy to catch at supper the hebrews filled their empty stomachs with the meat of the birds just as god promised and the next morning, the people looked out of their tents and saw that the ground was covered in seeds. The people gathered up as much of the seeds as they could, ground it in the flour and made into bread. Just as, just as God had promised. God had sent you bread. Moses explained, it is called manna. But soon the people were complaining again. We have no water to drink. They grumbled. How can we live without water? Moses turned to God for help saying to him, These people are dying of thirst and I have no water for them. And so God commanded Moses to take your staff and strike the first rock that you see. And so Moses followed God's command. He walked up to the first rock. He saw and struck it with his staff. As soon as he did so, an enormous fountain of fresh water had gushed right out. Now, 
that they had water as well as food the people were happy again at last God truly was working miracles God's 10 laws according to Exodus 19 and 20 God told Moses to lead his people to the foot of Mount Sinai where something important would happen they arrived at the foot of the mountain three months after they had left Egypt and so Moses had asked the people to make camp and to wait for him and then he slowly started to climb to the top of the Mount Sinai where he knew God wanted to speak to him alone and so Moses was gone for many days at the foot of the mountain the Hebrew people were getting restless and God had left us they said to each other we must build ourselves a new God to worship could you believe them oh my gosh so they collected all the gold in the camp melted it down and made a golden calf to which they began to pray like they became so impatient you know and just couldn't wait they just couldn't wait till Moses came down you know from from the mountain they they couldn't even wait you know they just you know gave in and just said you know what basically they just used their time foolishly you know wasn't using it wisely and just said you know what let's just do idleness you know let's just come on build ourselves a calf and worship this and so while they do they were all there doing all sorts of things Moses came down from the mountain carrying two stone tablets that had the laws of God written on them you know but when he saw the people worshiping the golden calf he became so angry and smashed the golden calf into little pieces these are the laws of the one and only true God he said pointing to the stone tablets study them well and abide by them these were God's ten laws that I am your one and true God you must have no gods other than me you must not make false idols and worship them always say my name with respect you must work for six days and rest on the seventh day always treat your mother and father with respect do not kill any other human being people who are married must always be faithful to each other do not steal it is wrong to tell lies do not be envious of what other people have You know, just by reading, you know, today's Bible reading, it just reminds us of God's faithfulness, how, you know, he will always uh, come through um, no matter the situation, you know, no matter how you may be feeling down, no matter how a situation have turned out, no matter how it may have started off, you know, God has an amazing in-betweens the ups and downs you know 
it's the journey it's all about with the journey and as we read you know with 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 joseph you know what a journey he'd been on but look at that in the end how god made it all to be that the whole family came back together again and every and there was just so much forgiveness and love in that you know at the end and so how amazing is that how beautiful is that when sure you know the bitterness could have continued on and on and on the fighting the bickering on and on and on but they totally came to the that conclusion like you know I you know our family you know can't live without you you know what I'm saying and God done done a work in me and he didn't change me he didn't change my heart and so I have to find it within myself to forgive and then that's what Joseph did and brought everyone together back again and we see how the faithfulness of God with Moses you know how that big leap of faith that his mother took you know what I'm saying that must have been some scary stuff of course sending the, the your your child down the Nile River not even knowing you know there's so much things in the water and you know what I'm saying thinking all sorts of things but she know that God was the one who will protect her son the whole entire time and we don't have to worry that's why we don't have to worry about our children but we place them in God's hands saying, you know, God, you already have a hedge of protection around them. You already had a hedge of frame all around them. Like they are surrounded by the most high God, wherever they are, wherever they go. God, you already have them covered from head to toe, from all around, every side. You already have them covered, you know, and so that is what it is. She took that leap of faith. And God was so amazing and faithful and that he allowed the the baby to come back in her arms once more again. The own mother was the one taking care of her son. Huh? And the princess didn't even know that. You know, she did not even know that. It was a mother. And God used also Moses' sister in the process to follow the basket the whole entire time. You know, and she just quickly stood out with boldness and said, no, she has someone who can nurse the baby. And look at that. You know, God's mighty hands is just moving through, through all of that, you know. And we see how God raised up Moses to, to, to be a leader there. It wasn't easy, you know, especially with that king pharaoh was just so stubborn and wouldn't let the people go but until the end he had no choice but to let them go and even though they tried to come after them god made a miracle happen and parted the red sea come on and then just when they thought they were gonna get them they were washed away when God put back the Red Sea together, come on, he and they were drowned, they drowned, all the enemies was drowned, and that was it. You know, look at our God. Come on, is there anything too hard for our God? Is there anything too hard for our God? There's nothing that is too hard for God that He cannot do, that He cannot work out, that He cannot turn around, and He made ways for them in the desert in, in spite of the complaints and stuff. In spite of the complaints that we always make too, you know, God's still making ways. He's still making ways, right? We're still able to eat every day. 
you know he's still providing he's still making ways you know no matter what god is still making ways even when we don't see a way he's already making the way and so he provided for them the 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 meat the bread everything water everything he provided for them god is our provider and he will provide he will make a way he will supply all of our needs so if you even feel like you're in a desert place right now just know that god will make a way somehow he is a provider he will provide okay and so just let god's word encourage your hearts and and and, and stir stir you up on the inside and 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 continue to move forward in faith because god's word is true you know and so we also see, you know, at times when you, when Moses had went up there to Mount Sinai to, to speak with God, how God is, you know, had gave him the ten laws, the ten commandments. And we saw the people just was back again getting impatient. You know, that's how it is at times. Sometimes we tend to get impatient when we're waiting on God's instructions when we're waiting on on the next move where God has you know has to take us or want to be able to take us and when we we don't know actually where to go next and actually what to do next you know we can become impatient yeah and just go off and do our own thing you know just try to take things in our own hands and go do something foolish you know while we're waiting but really we have to use that waiting time to worship let's use that waiting time to read our bibles let's use that waiting time to put on that worship music let's use that waiting time to encourage and build up one another to pray for one another let's not use that waiting time for idle foolishness because that is just all a trick of the enemy and that's what he wants us to use that waiting time for idle time so we could always turn around okay we could always get back up again and say you know what god help help me to use this waiting time for for purpose you know let let let, let it be for 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 purpose let it be of beneficial you know something that's gonna make you smile something that's gonna you know, help push me to my purpose in you, you know, while I'm waiting. Because it didn't take that long for Moses to come back down and let him let them all know the, the commandments that what God had given them. And he had become so angry with them and what they were doing. You know? And so we just also have to just be careful in that and just know that there's still purpose in the waiting. There is purpose in the waiting. And what the, the instructions, what God wants to download to us is awesome and amazing. And that, that will be his instructions to us for us to go into the next phase of where he wants us to go, what he wants us to do, where he is taking us, you know, and for us to obey him and his word. Because always, we have to always remember that obedience, that equals the blessings. The obedience equals the blessings. 
So let us always continue to remember that. And so God loves each and every one of us. He loves you. He loves you so much. Okay, and let's continue to strengthen our faith in the word of God. As God's word is forever alive. I am declaration. I am walking in purpose and living my dreams. I am a breathing example of faith. I am creative, innovative, and full of energy. I am organized in my time, thoughts, and efforts. I am courageous, clear, and productive each day. I am blessed with supportive and healthy friendships and relationships. I am continuously walking in God's favor and peace. I am financially, spiritually, mentally, and physically healthy and wealthy. I am stress-free, happy, peaceful, grateful, and successful. This concludes today's episode. I hope and pray that you are blessed and uplifted in your soul. And just be sure to catch me back on next time. And this is Monique signing off, adding sprinkles in your day. Continue to stay blessed, stay healthy, and stay safe. Smile, Jesus loves you, and I do too. Peace and love. Ladies, mark your calendars for September 22nd through the 24th, 2022. It is the Joyce Meyer Ministries presents Love Life Women's Conference in St. Louis, Missouri. Listen, this is the big event and it is live and back in St. Louis, Missouri. So, ladies, the Love Life Women's Conference is back where it all began. Joyce Meyer in the St. Louis, Missouri. This is a milestone, okay? It's a milestone event that has been happening for 40 years in the making since 1982 up until now. Could you believe it? What a blessing that is. So join Joyce and others with some dynamic special guests and the energy of thousands of women who are worshiping together again, coming together, and it's going to just be a huge celebration that you won't want to miss. And the guests include Joyce Meyer herself, who's also the host, and as well as Pastor Joel Alstein, Pastor Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Chris Tomlin, Torin Wells, Phil Wickham, and Brandon Lake. And listen, we understand if you can't make it in person, you don't have to miss out. You can join us online and bring the party home. That's right, at joycemeyer.org slash lovelife. That is joycemeyer.org slash lovelife. Listen, you don't want to miss this. Can't wait to see you there. <laughs>